All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. What's going on, Oilers Nation? It is a Sherwood Ford giant game day here on Oilers Nation every day. As always, coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. The Oilers coming off an impressive win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now they'll look to start their road trip with a bang. That's where we're going to start with the lead. There is a lot to get to today on the show. Frank Saravalli and our insider segment, What's Frank Hearing, is coming up in about 10 minutes' time. I see the YouTube chat is already alive and well. If you want your comments heard, you can watch us live every weekday, noon, e- or noon Mountain Time, the Nation Network on YouTube. We're also streaming on Twitter and Facebook. Before we dig into the game, before we talk about everything, Jay, new items from the sports closet looking pretty fresh. That's where you go to get your stuff. Yeah. They got all the goods. Two different styles of hats. Which one's your preference? Oh, uh, well, I'm, I like, I'm, I, I gravitate towards black. So yeah. I need to peacock here. I'm going with like the beige tan. I kind of like the beige too. I think this, uh, I think it's a good look. There it is. All right. I uh, just got it. a new hat. I'm going to wear it for right the in front of, of you show. folks. Shout out to the sports. Closet. They also sell this hat there. So they do sell nation gear at the sports closet. Plenty of good stuff going on there. Uh, all right. Michael's in the chat says, what's up? Big road trip. I'm calling a few Yamo goals. That's Michael's big prediction. Oh, man. In the YouTube chat. Are we talking about Yamo? 
Sure, we can lead the show with a little Yamamoto talk. I th- there's a lot of guys who aren't scoring oh, right now five man. on five. But you can you can you can see that guy is feeling the pressure. He is gripping the yeah. stick too tight. Like so many times he mishandled handled the puck. He was put in good situations and he was either trying to do too much, try to do too much before he received the pass, or couldn't receive the pass because I don't know, there's nerves there, clearly. I had this rant yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcast from. And my thing, I think people are being a little too impatient with him. When I think he's being impatient yeah, as well. And that's fair. If you're going to be a 20-goal scorer in the NHL, you are going to score, on average, quick math, once every four games. Bang. Okay. He's How only, many games have we played? He's only gone, he's only played five. Oh, yeah, so he because he missed a game so he's a little behind his pace but again 20 goal scores if that's all you're going to be in that 20 25 goal range you're going to be a streaky score there are mm-hmm. going to be plenty of times throughout the year where you go five six seven eight games without a goal and then there's going to be stretches where you pop in five in a 10 game span and your average kind of all balances out at the end of the day that's all this is with guys like yamamoto mm-hmm. and puliarvi i think the team wasn't playing great at five on five through the first three games of the season they're starting to pick up the pace a little bit at 5v5, and I think the goals are going to start to come for some of these guys. Well, we could talk about that second period and say that it's definitely arrived. Franchise record, 26 shots on goal in the middle frame against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It felt like Connor McDavid going down, and I talked about this yesterday on the show. It felt like McDavid going down almost had the rest of the team kind of go like, oh, shit. We've got to step we, up. Yeah, we better step up. That was weird. Like That was the catalyst, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, um, man, did the air just empty the building when McDavid was just staying down? Were you at the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when he came back, though, like there was a buzz in the crowd. I was like, oh, my God, he's back. Thank God he's back. Like he was laying on the ice. And then when he came off the ice, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, that's not like I thought. I thought he broke some ribs. That was my concern. Yeah, the way and it's always concerning when you see a guy go down and they're doing like the leg kick onto the ice and like that was going on with McDavid and, like, and, putting, like, oh, and not putting any weight on. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it was it was it was scary. It was scary. so I was at the game and I wanted when he went down. I told this story on Oilers Nation Radio. Um, I was like, oh man, I got a great view of the tunnel, so I'm gonna like see him coming back from my seat. So I pre-typed out as soon as he left the ice. I pre-typed out a tweet: Connor McDavid back on the Oilers bench. And I just waited and I fired it off as soon as I saw him oh, coming down the, the news. I broke the news. Uh-huh. I was I checked tweet deck after. I was the first one to tweet out McDavid's back because I was so confident. I wanted to like put the good energy out there. Did it pop? Yeah, pop it popped oh. like pretty good. I uh I, I was very relieved because I got hung up uh socializing, I hate to admit it, uh, oh. in that intermission. And I was waiting to get back and I looked at my phone and I saw the tweet and I was like, Oh, thank God he's back, he's back. And I, yeah. went to my, I ran to my seat. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, bring in our guy Liam here for because oh, I, I want to give Liam props. That's why we're going to him early here. He nailed yesterday on our show Dominic Kubalik two plus points at plus three twenty five. This is a Dominic Kubalik fan club, Liam. I, it was nice to see, you know. And Montreal didn't pull through for me. My face is not moving, is it? But my my mouth no, is moving, so we'll keep rolling. Frozen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the Dominic Kubelik was big. That was plus 325, and I hit it. So nice little uh, nice little Tuesday night for Liam. Me and my chickens. Yeah, you and your chickens out on the farm. If you don't understand the Liam farm joke, you need to go listen to Oilers Nation Radio yesterday. For some reason, Liam is living on a farm this Gentleman week. farmer. Yeah. I asked him, hey, Liam, where are my eggs? I asked for a dozen eggs from uh, once you get the confidence, I guess, to work with these chickens. <laughs> my chickens only produced three eggs this morning. So what? I got to go back at the end of the day and, and see what they did for me. But yeah, they don't trust you yet. That's why. Maybe they're as intimidated by me as I am by them. 
so they're not able to produce. We'll see. We'll find out later on. Stay tuned. Bring to the house and watch the other game with them. Really bond with them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's chickens still producing more than the Oilers' bottom six. Huh? Hey. Three. Hey, there's you. Hey. That was easy. Yep. Okay. Oilers taking on the Blues tonight. Um, I like this graphic, actually, Alex. Let's let's pull this up and discuss this a little bit because while maybe guys like Yamamoto and Pugliarvi aren't scoring, the Oilers are getting some contributions from other pieces of their lineup, and that was the case against Pittsburgh. Nuge, Hyman, Kane, all scoring, all putting up a few shots on goal. I think Kane now has the Oilers franchise single-game record for shots on goal in a game. They credited him with nine in that hockey game. He it, should have had, like, four goals. Like, he, he had some grade-A yeah. chances, and he just wasn't getting them where they needed to be, but I'm glad, like, he needed to score. If he didn't, that would have been... Yeah, <laughs> that would have weighed on you. But he scored a big one. He had a good game. It was great to see other pieces kind of step up. And the Oilers may have found something with that new look. We'll call it the second line um, with Dreisaitl. When McDavid went down, they switched up the way things were going a little bit. I, I think they have something here with Kane, Yamamoto, and Dreisaitl on the line. Yeah, they looked. you can't argue the result. Like They yeah. were buzzing, so it was really good to see. One thing to note on the Hyman goal everyone thinks I'm so anti-dad. I'm uh, not yes. anti-dad. I respect the skill. Like, that was a hell of a pass that he made to spring Hyman and get a job on Hyman to score. That was Bouchard's best game of the year. Yeah, he played better. Yep. He definitely played better. And, like, everyone stepped up. The first period, we're like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Like, mm -hmm. why are we leaving Sidney Crosby on an isolated scoring island um, <laughs> to have a chance to score that goal? But we woke up, and dad played great. We're going to get to our insider segment, What's Frank Hearing, in a couple of minutes here. But I want to talk quickly about this matchup tonight against the Blues. This is a St. Louis team that absolutely locked down the Oilers less than a week Smothered ago. Us. Yeah. Couldn't even breathe. I couldn't even breathe at home watching that game. So far through four games this season, the St. Louis Blues at 5v5 have allowed 24 shots, 34 shots, 21 shots against the Oilers, and then 35 in their last game out. For me tonight, the Oilers, obviously, you got to get the offense going, but a big part of that... They need to get a strong, they need to get their cycle game going a little bit. You know, I, I don't expect them to be scoring off the rush a ton against this Blues team, but if they can get the cycle going, that could lead to some power play opportunities, and that'll be the path to victory tonight for the Oilers, yeah. is establishing a strong cycle. You, you got to outwork them. Like, they're, yep. they're, 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 they're still like a team that's not far away from uh, winning a championship, mm -hmm. with a lot of the key core pieces still there, some obviously gone. And they, really they, they know to play that game, right? So you got to you got to outwork them. And, you know, mm -hmm. we've got the Zach Hyman's of the world that are willing to outwork anyone, but the whole team's got to subscribe to that, and that causes things to get loose and get some goals. Like, we got to score. Like, that's the key to the game against St. Louis is score. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, on the other side of scoring is goaltending. Jack Campbell was excellent in that game against St. Louis. He was very good against Pittsburgh as well, but they're going with Stuart Skinner tonight. Good or bad? Yeah, I found that interesting because we're playing Chicago next. And Chicago yeah. technically should be the layup, even though their record would suggest so, they're not as difficult yeah, as maybe yeah, yeah. they are on paper, but maybe they're just overachieving at the moment. So you'd think Stu would go into that game. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Um, I, I'm just going to trust in Jay, and Jay we trust still. Uh, he's in his power pose. He would made, drop, he made not call. you. Oh, yeah, don't trust me. <laughs> All right. Threw me off there. I know. Sorry. You can't trust me. I like that they're going to Skinner, though. Mike McKenna, the goaltending guru at Daily Faceoff, has been on this kind of all year that teams need to stop just always defaulting to putting in your second goalie or your backup goalie in the second half, like mix it up a little bit. And I kind of like that the Oilers are doing that. My thinking is in the second of a back to back, that is usually when you are going to, or more often, 
you'll need your goalie to steal you one, right? If you're not going to be as sharp. So put your better goalie in the second well, game. Well, let's unpack this a little bit. So, okay. okay. Stu's playing tonight against St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. And then Soup's going to go in against Chicago. Yeah. Right. So what, what's, what's the, what's the strategy here? Is it to get Soup into Chicago? Maybe like that's a game we should win, mm-hmm. have confidence to then go carry that into Calgary where we kind of got, he got lit up I last so. time. Or does this mean that we're going stew, soup, stew nah. because we don't feel confident with soup against Calgary? Actually, you know what? It sends a weird signal. They, the Calgary did it with us starting Vladar yeah. and it worked. Yeah. So what know. kind of voodoo is being, is being worked right Maybe now? Maybe the Vladar. Calgary starts just going to be given to whichever goalie is the best in these, in this game and these sets of games. But you're setting up uh, Campbell to have the better chance at looking good. So I'm like, is that the thing? Is yeah. it like get him into Chicago, get him a big win, feeling really good and proud going into uh, the BOA on Saturday? Yeah. If so, like I, like I said, this is like the whole psychology of sports that I find fascinating from time to time. Yeah, McKay is in the chat and says he likes the decision with Stu tonight. Have soup build confidence up tomorrow. Uh, we're going to get to all your thoughts in the YouTube chat in just a bit here. But I see our friend Frank Saravalli is ready to go. So let's get to another edition of What's Frank Hearing? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There he is. What's going on, Frank Saravalli? What do you hear? I'd be really interested, speaking of goaltending matchups, do the Flames start Jacob Markstrom on Saturday night in the BOA? Ooh. Yeah, I, I, they, they almost have to double down on Vladar, don't they? Well, I, I would think, <laughs> given that this playoff matchup is still really rather likely, given the division format, either first round or second round, like you would think that you'd want to get Markstrom getting some good vibes back against the Oilers at some point, wouldn't you? That's why I was surprised they didn't start him in the first game of the season. I get that Sutter did the whole like, no, we're playing Vladar once a week through the season, blah, blah, blah. But like, to me, it sent a weird message to Jacob Markstrom of like, ah, you're not getting this one tonight. Like it was a good chance for him to get redemption. And like you said, build some confidence against this Oilers team. Well, with Sutter's philosophy, Vladar's actually due to play on Saturday. 
because Markstrom played against Pittsburgh. Oh my! And how about the fact that we played three hockey games since uh, we played Pittsburgh, and Calgary plays uh, Pittsburgh last night and doesn't have to play until Saturday against us. Oh, jeez. I mean, it's too early in the year. And it it works both ways. Uh, Frank, the Oilers tomorrow will be in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. What are the chances there is a future Oiler in that Blackhawks lineup? Probably pretty small, I would imagine. Like, I mean, if you're talking Patrick Kane, if we were to handicap it at this point, I don't know, a 10% chance, maybe. Like, I don't know that, you know, I don't, I, I guess I'll say this about Patrick Kane. I don't know that everyone in the Oilers front office, as much as they may be intrigued by the idea, is all that sold on the idea that he's the ideal fit for this team moving forward. There's another veteran Stanley Cup champion on that Chicago team, and that's Jonathan Taves. Would he, like, you know, there's not a, as much trade talk around Taves as there is around Kane. There at least wasn't throughout the summer. But is Taves a guy who would maybe make a little bit of sense for the Oilers? I, honestly, I think there's some that think he makes more sense as a fit, potentially. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, is he interested? Like, that's the thing that you have to weigh out with both these guys and Kane and Taves is that they both hold all the keys um, in terms of where they go or, frankly, don't go in this case. So they have to be intrigued and interested in the opportunity. On a short-term basis, I don't know who wouldn't be intrigued or interested in the opportunity to play on a team with 97 and 29, given what they accomplished last year in the playoffs. Not just winning two rounds, but just the otherworldly production that we saw from them. And if that's going to be the case again, like the Oilers are going to be knocking on the door of a Stanley Cup. Do we think that Duncan Keith factor plays a role in this about maybe swaying these guys to come and play one of these guys to come and play for Edmonton? I could see that. I mean, look, players always want to know. Players talk. These conversations, the interesting thing about that, Jay, is that these conversations occur like now or in the summer. Like, hey, what, what's it like over there in Edmonton? How was the coach? What was the team like? Was it a good room? Uh, is, it a, is it a good enough place to live or to hang your hat for uh, a bit? And I think those are all questions that, you know, players talk amongst themselves and ask and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that groundwork was already laid by someone like Duncan Keith, who, by the way, still remains in the Oilers organization. He's on payroll for a reason. That's right. <laughs> Come uh, back, Seth Jones or uh, Caleb Jones. Yeah. Uh, for the Oilers, Seth Jones would look good, by the way. I'll tell you that. Maybe not that contract, but I did this whole deep dive on Daily Faceoff, this archetype rankings, and we posted our top 20 puck movers. I was shocked to see some of the underlying numbers last year on a really bad team in Chicago, how productive Seth Jones was at moving the puck. It's just that contract. Like, I mean, that's it's an albatross. You would never move that, at least with the Kane and Taves thing. I know they're older and all that, but like you retain it, you get a third team to retain it again, and pretty much any team can squeeze them in but i mean chicago I, this we're going off on a bit of a tangent here but that jones contract for that to come right as you're now starting a rebuild and it's just starting to kick in that's just ugly yeah that's that's a tough one i was i don't know if you guys saw but there were two minor league trades made by the hawks today and not to yeah. dive too deep into the hawks but they were like I, I was just poking around i said well like you got any more blockbusters like up your sleeve what's going on there in chicago and I was saying, you guys might want to start plucking off pieces because you're not supposed to be winning. You got to, you got to, got to tone that down a bit. 
Oh yeah, like they have a winning record so far. They don't the, want they don't want Bedard. Yeah, four and two on the year. Uh, the Hawks. They'll be the Oilers' opponent tomorrow. Um, all the Oilers stuff we're talking about, Frank, is just it's so far down the line. Like we're no one's expecting anything to happen in the next month. But in Vancouver, can they afford to be patient, or are you getting the sense that maybe there's the pressure's mounting there? Well, they're trying to be patient. I, I just don't know how long they can keep their powder dry. And that's really what they're trying to do is to not make a panic move, to uh, not overreact and not potentially make the situation worse. I mean, when you look, the coaching situation is one thing, but when you look at the roster, there's 31 other teams out there that are calling and offering you a, a lifeline. And really it's disguised as an anchor. I mean, that's... You know, teams are always willing and ready to help out when you're in a tough spot. And I think you should, you know, rightly so draw a side eye at that. Um, but I, I just I, they can't afford to be in a spot where they're down and their season is swirling down the drain like it was last year, where they wait until the first week in December and then blow things up. You know, this is a team that doubled down on its roster this offseason. They re-signed JT Miller. They added forward help when they really needed help on the back end. And I think that's sort of been plain for everyone to see is this team as it's structured isn't set up to be competitive the way their defense core is. And they need help. They need depth. And it's not easy to find, but I think plenty of other teams have gone out and made moves this summer that indicated that it was possible. For me, the, the loop I get myself into with the Vancouver Canucks is, you're right, last year, maybe they waited too long to make that coaching change and their season was lost. And you look at this year, that's always the easiest bullet, right? It's just fire the coach, bring in a new coach. Okay, so do you be patient with this group because you don't just want to look at this core and say, hey, we're firing another coach, another new coach coming in. But like, if you don't do that and you don't make any changes and the season slips away, like it's just weird loop I'm in. We're like, you can't fire the coach, you can't bail out this core again and say, hey, not on you guys, it's on the coach. But again, if you wait and don't make any changes, your season's toast. Like, what do you do? Well, that's why I've been thinking that um, we might end up seeing a trade coming the longer this goes on. They've got Seattle and Pittsburgh to close out this week. Seattle's much improved. If you actually look at the standings today, they're in a playoff spot. They're way more competitive. And not saying they're going to be there when the season ends, but it's entirely conceivable that the Canucks get through this week and are 0-7-2. And, and all of a sudden you're winless in nine, more than 10% of the season, and you go, okay, we don't have hardly any points in the bank, and we've got a ton of work to do. Maybe we go down a path where we trade someone and really shake things up. And the guy that I keep coming back to is Bo Horvat. He's the easiest guy to circle in that group and say, doesn't have a contract next year. His comments last week were alarming, saying he doesn't know if he ever is going to be able to win here. And he's someone that has real value in the league as a true, complete player. Um, I, it's just a, a guy to throw out there that makes so much sense if you're going to really try and shake it up. Which team would you think would be targeting Bo Horvat? Uh, I think there's a number of ones that could actually, um, you know, not just fit him in, but find him as a really nice fit. And I, you know, we talked about Jonathan Taves. Like I, I could actually see Bo Horvat being a really smart fit for the Oilers too. Um, that could be someone that, you know, you plug in and, you know, even on an expiring contract, like I think it could make a lot of sense, you know, without the guarantee of him resigning longer term that, you know, really just adds a dimension to your team and makes you so much harder to play against. Last one before we let you go. How excited are you to be in uh, Phoenix or Tempe for the opening of Mullet Arena? I'm really looking forward to seeing the behind the scenes. I don't know if you guys saw those images that came out this morning uh, from 
the team the team area if you want to call it that it looks like a desert in an arena yeah, like <laughs> it looks awful honestly and i've been hearing complaints from players um that have been there in training camp and i've talked about this on our show and every time the league and the coyotes kind of shoo us away and say like yeah nothing to see here move along and i get that the arena itself is beautiful but it's still a capacity 4700 seat arena in the nhl and the rest of the facilities aren't done yet there's a lot of people players that are unhappy saying this is not up to nhl standards now december does it look different probably but you know probably not a good look to start so i'm curious to see it all with my own eyes yeah like i mean we laugh about it fans it's a joke on twitter some people are like oh it'll be great that they're on a college campus it's hilarious and while everyone on the outside jokes like this could be a legitimate issue and like a gripe that the NHLPA has is like these standards aren't sufficient for professional athletes. Okay, so I, you guys will enjoy this. I've been sitting here going like, okay, I'm a media guy. I'm going here to, to watch it all. What is the proper take here? Is it like, this is embarrassing, old man yell at cloud, can't believe NHL team plays in 4,700 seat arena? Or is it like, this thing is absolutely wired. There are... 2,000 college kids here drinking dollar beers on Tuesday nights, and it's the most electric atmosphere in the NHL. The answer is that it's probably somewhere in between, but that doesn't really make for a sexy story. I, I think it's exactly that, though. It's that, like, hey, the atmosphere is electric, way better than it ever was at Glendale and all of this, but the players aren't happy, the PA's pissed, and it's not sustainable long-term until these facilities get up. As, as a fan, it's like seeing your favorite band in a really, really small venue, which to me, from a fan experience, I yeah. think it would be electric, but I understand everything from the player's perspective. Like they've, yeah. they've gotten, <laughs> it's it's tough conditions for sure. But Well, I you'd also have to then think that the Coyotes actually have fans. So that, you know. That, well, an arena, that's, well, that's the thing, right? Expats are going to fill that arena to cheer the opposing team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It should um, be a draw right. when you think about it. It should be like, hey, like, you know, Phoenix, it's like 23 degrees or 24 degrees Celsius this week. Like, perfect weekend, perfect place to go in the winter to see your team in, a, in an intimate setting. Just not on a weekend. Yeah. And not on a weekend. Okay, we've gone late here, Frank. But uh, finally, this is a show for homers. This is a homer Oilers Nation every day. So how many games will it take the Phillies to beat the Astros in the World Series? I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, I, I gave you the homer. I set it up for you, Frank. I Come know. On. You got, I just, there's some, like, I don't like this five day break. Maybe this is just like the Negadelphia in me, the, the, the <laughs> nervous yeah. energy, but it's, this team has been playing on Mojo for a long time. They've got like something special, but when you take five days out of it and you're hung over for one of them, which they clearly were on Monday, then I, and you're playing in a, a, an Astros team that's been an absolute machine and has also been here before multiple times. Um, they're not going to be nervous at all. So I don't know. I'm not feeling great about it. I'll say that. All right, Frank, you enjoy the 23 degrees Celsius weather in Arizona. And uh, we'll chat with you again next week. Thanks for hopping on. Sounds good, guys. See ya. All right. Frank. That's another edition of What's Frank Hearing. <laughs> now let's get to the wrap. What's Frank What's Frank Kieran? Things aren't good in Arizona. I don't know. Maybe that one sticks. Maybe that'll be the name that finally sticks for Frank's segment. What's good in Arizona? No, what's Frank Kieran? Oh, no, I thought it's good. 
Either way, uh, let's bring in Liam here. We got to get to our betting for the day because we are quickly running out of time on today's show. It flew by. Um, Liam, last night, you nailed Dominic Kubalik over one and a half points. Tonight, what do you like? Tonight, I'm going with an Oilers win. Parlayed with a Leon Dreisaitl point. Every time the Oilers have won, Dreisaitl's got a point. So we'll take that one even money. And then I'm going back to Old Reliable, which I've hit once. Power play goal and an empty net. This has happened in four games this season for the Oilers. So, hey, let's see if it happens for a fifth. Old, old reliable Etzel bet, eh? The one that hits <laughs> once in a million. Hey, I like it. seeing a pretty good rate right now. I think we'll do pretty good. We're on a decent roll right now. Went yeah, you hit are. big yesterday. Went perfect the day before. It's only Wednesday. Let's see what else we can uh, get going this week. You know I love you, but you know I absolutely hate that power play goal, empty net goal match. I just cannot stand it. Um, but I like the Oilers to win and dry settle to scoop up a point. I'm also on the Evan Bouchard shot prop again. That's one of my three plays on the day. He's hitting yeah, it consistently. How many shots did he have last game? Six. Yeah, okay. crushed it. He had three in the first period alone. Uh, you're getting plus 105 on it. Hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. Bouchard shot prop is my best bet. Jay, what do you like tonight? I've got, so I went Oilers money line just to be safe. I did a Oilers money line. So I did a, a, a Betway uh, builder. package builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went bet, uh, Oilers money line over six and a half, Connor McDavid goal. Yeah. Uh, and then I went Boosh first to score. Boosh is due. And I went Tyson Berry point because it was playing plus 120 and he's on the power play. So that okay. just seems like a sure. very simple bet. So sprinkled it around, but Boosh is due. Uh, he's definitely getting shots on net, uh, and yep. I think he's starting to kind of get his feel f uh, for his game here as the season develops, both defensively and offensively. So, right. in Bush, we trust. Dad, Dad is part of the solution until we trade him for something that we need, but for now, we love him. There you go. That is our Betway report 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I am on the Bouchard chop prop. That is my bet of the game. I'm also in uh, one of the other games tonight Islanders, Rangers to go over and Anders Lee to pick up a point. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's what I'm riding. Three NHL plays for this evening. Interesting that Frank, just to wrap up the show here, Taves, I like it. I think Taves is more realistic than Kane just for a handful of reasons. The cost to get him is lower. That means you could save some assets to go get a blue liner and all that. But the idea of going out and getting a centerman, that's really intriguing to me. You'd move McLeod to the third line wing spot because you'd have to move out salary to make it happen anyway. Yeah. So it's probably Pugliarvi. Mm -hmm or Fogel going the other way in some sort of a deal. But That's even fine. he mentioned Horvat, like getting a third line center who gives you just an unbelievable top nine. God damn that. Build tempting. down the middle and that's, and move McLeod to the wing. Like McLeod was absolutely buzzing. 40 goal Pittsburgh. pace, Ryan McLeod. That? that that kid is get that kid is getting more comfortable at the NHL level, yeah. and it's so good to see that guy buzzes around. And then when he's he's got confidence with the puck to actually start making moves and plays around guys, like it was so good to see him score. Great shot, yeah, it's great shot. Uh, so that's good to see. So yeah, move him to the wing and put like a like a legitimate like yeah. reliable stud defenseman or <laughs> defenseman center. Uh, that's good. Then we just need to add a defensive piece. It's going to be a lot of that kind I of talk. I think our goaltending's there. I feel good about Jack. Yeah. Um, an idea of a centerman. I'll have more on that later today on Oilers Nation. I'm going to write a little article about that. So uh, sure. look for that on OilersNation.com as well as all your other game day needs. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford. This has been a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day. As always, live from the Sports Closet Studio where you can look as good as I do in this beige hat. Or, yeah, sorry, you're wearing it backwards. Brown so people hat. don't know what it is. I know. I'm a backwards hat kind of guy though. 
That's fair. That's the vibe. All right. Thanks for tuning in today, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Mountain Time for another Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Back to back. We'll talk to you then.